I just, I just want to say a couple of things. I want us to really honor uh, Brother Yun and, and Brother Ren as well as they're coming up here today. It's really good for us as a church, first of all, to hear from other believers around the world, other cultures. They help us see through some of our blind spots, see the Bible and see God, see suffering, see our lives in a new light. That's really important. And it's also really, really good for us to hear for someone who has suffered a lot for the name of Jesus. Amen. And so I really appreciate, he's, they're, they're really busy, they've got a big ministry, but I really appreciate that they would take the time and stop and come through Steinbach here, and I believe there's, that you're going to be really blessed here today as Brother Yun speaks, but I want us just to give him a really warm welcome as they come up, and then Brother Ren is going to share a testimony as well, but let's really appreciate him as he comes up here today. So, did you know that there has been last 10 years, there has been coming more people into kingdom of God in Iran than in previous 1,300 years? Every week, thousands and thousands of young people, they are coming and they are just stealing kingdom of God into their hearts and they are becoming followers of Jesus. I was in Iran a few weeks ago, and uh, my driver was a local brother. I had baptized him about six months ago, so he was a new, fresh believer, and, uh, and he is a military guy, so he's working as a military police. And he had a question to me as we were heading. We usually have meetings in Iran starting 10 p.m., and we finish about 3 a.m., so five hours of preaching. It's a good test for any pastor. And uh, so after we finished the meeting, we were heading towards the Tehran uh, uh, Khomeini airport. He said, Uncle Tong, I have a problem. I have a question to ask. What is wrong with my gospel? And I said, what do you mean wrong with your gospel? He said, when I'm in my peloton and I'm sharing to all the other soldiers about what Jesus has done to me, Everybody want to hear. Everybody want to receive. There must be something wrong with my gospel. When my father was doing this 15 years ago, they immediately arrested him and throw him to prison. And nobody, no, now nobody is betraying me. And I said to this brother, brother, I have good news for you. There's no wrong with your gospel. It is just day of salvation for Iran. God is calling people into kingdom of God. And in order to provide the word of God, there are at least one million followers of Jesus in Tehran only. So the church is uh, really struggling with access to the Bibles. So in China, we have created this Bible. It's between my two fingers. Those of you who are older than 30 years old, you don't even see that I'm holding anything between my fingers. You just have to believe it's there and it's Word of God. It's a micro SD card, and God has said we have been able to establish what we call digital bread bakeries inside Iran. 
and we can spit out over 100,000 Bibles every month inside Iran for the growing church. So this is what we are able to do because the Chinese are very at the edge of the development and we can use that for to gain the kingdom of God uh, and get Bible into hands of people. It's our great joy to share this with you. And the only reason we've been sharing this is that you should gossip about it. Tell to every friend you know, God is doing a new thing throughout Middle East in every country. We could go on the whole afternoon sharing country from country what God is doing now. And now let's listen to my blood brother, Brother Un, the heavenly man. So I'm in a very tough position. We have heavenly man here, and I have a bunch of earthly men and women, and I'm supposed to be the Malcolm in the middle. Get it all understood. Now, as you recognize, I do not speak English. I was, I'm only imitating people who speak English. I was born in Finland, so I'm all finished from the beginning. And then I was raised up in Sweden, and for the last 35 years, we have been living and working uh, with the house church in China. So that's my background. So let's listen to Brother Yun, a great servant of the Lord. And he's as real as he is standing right here. Hallelujah. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that there is power in the Word of God? Amen. Now, how many of you believe that everything that we see is created by Word of God or through Word of God? Let's uh, open our Bibles from uh, Gospel of Luke and let's read uh, uh, from uh, uh, chapter 5. Luke chapter 5 and let's read uh, from uh, the beginning. I just have to find my Luke. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Here we are. Welcome, Luke. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into, the, in, into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. 
Simon answers, Master, we have been working hard all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of the fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled the boats with so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, I'm a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of the fish they had taken. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Now I want you to say uh, to person next to you, Jesus loves you. Don't be afraid. Don't allow your past to hinder your future with him. Okay, he wanted you to say that. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yesu aini. One, two, three. Yesu aini. Yesu aini. Yesu aini. Jesus. I, I. That what it means Jesus loves you. Yesu aini. Yesu aini. Amen. Amen. Don't be afraid Jesus loves you. Now the same Jesus have said my sheep recognize my voice. And I know my sheep. This is what I have received from the Lord this morning. And I want you to repeat after me. Jesus said, My fish recognize my voice, and I know my fish. If you believe that, say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm thankful to the Lord for this golden opportunity to bring glory to the name of Jesus and, uh, and share my testimony. And from my own experience, I want to tell you, if God gives a calling upon your life, he has his way to accomplish it through your life. And it's hard for us to believe that this Almighty God who has created everything, He is still looking for people that want to partner with Him and so that He can use their lives to bring the message to this generation. Before this passage happened, 
few weeks earlier, Jesus had met the Simon Peter, his brother, and John, and Jacob, and he had called him, come and follow you, me, and I will make you to fishermen of men. They returned back to their work. They failed. The Bible tells us that they've been fishing the whole night and haven't even got one fish. They had lost their face and they were really disappointed and they were ready to quit everything. They were washing their nets. And Jesus knew exactly where his disciples had run to. So he came to that location early in the morning and he knew what had happened. How many of you have been visiting at the Sea of Genesaret, at this location where this miracle happened? Have you been in Israel? I hope that in the years to come, your pastor will take big groups of people here and go to bless Israel. If you have been called to do that. Hallelujah. Every tour guide will bring you to this location. They will share this story at the shore of uh, uh, the sea and uh, what happened here that morning. Water uh, well in the bottom, so there's all the time hot water coming from underground. So all the fishes of the sea, they are surrounding that location. That is the logical location for all the sea fishes. And I believe that Simon Peter was like you and I. We want to be successful in, in our trade, what we are doing. So he had been dreaming, I'm going to be the number one fisherman uh, at the Sea of Galilee. He was so amazed that after he responded to Jesus' call in his life, and a few weeks later when he returned back to fishing, he failed. He never been so unsuccessful like he was that and this was really a shameful for Peter because early in the morning, all the people from the villages, they came to this fish market. They knew that the fishermen are going to have fresh fish to sell and now they have totally failed, didn't have anything. 
So when Jesus came, he knew which one of the boats belonged to Simon Peter. And Jesus said to uh, Simon Peter and asked him uh, uh, that, uh, can I use uh, uh, your and when Jesus said to Simon, uh, and, go, uh, and turn around your uh, uh, boat and, and throw the nets into the water for a catch, you could see from the eyes of uh, Simon Peter, he said, Jesus, you are the son of a carpenter. You know nothing about fishing. I'm a professional fisherman. There are no fishes here. It's useless to do this. And that's why he said, but because you say so, I will let down the net. I think that the reason why it has not been recorded what Jesus was teaching that day was because Simon Peter and all the other disciples, they were solid asleep because they'd been working the whole night. They didn't even record what Jesus was speaking. So Simon only woke up when he heard Jesus saying to him, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. And he answered, Master, we have worked hard all the night and haven't got anything. Now, I will ask you a very high-level theological question, including from your pastor. Who were the most worried ones when Jesus asked this from uh, Peter and he didn't want to do it? Who were the most worried ones that moment? Can you help me with this? Who were the most worried one when Simon didn't want to obey Jesus? Yes, who? 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 It wasn't Simon Peter, it wasn't any of the other disciples, and obviously it wasn't Jesus. You remember I said, my fishes, they know my voice. <laughs> that morning when Jesus started to preach, all the fishes of the sea, they came to that location because they recognized the voice of their creator. They were listening underwater uh, the message of Jesus. Every wish were opening their mouth and they were receiving every word of Jesus. 
Hallelujah。我们看到了,我们终于不再生黑了,我们跟耶稣到船上去。into the water for a catch. But Simon just was analyzing, I am not going to throw all the nets in the water. One is enough. recognize the voice of Jesus. And I always say to people, if you are listening too much for the voices of this world, it is very difficult for you to tune in and hear what Jesus is speaking to you. Simon decided, I don't want to embarrass Jesus, so I will throw one net into the water. But all the fishes were really smart. The leader said, now only one net is going to stand. Don't dare to break the net. Let's line in and neatly go inside the net because we all want to get up to Jesus. And, and they were warning one another, don't break the net. It's our only salvation. And that was the reason when the disciples trying to pull up the nets, they could not move it. They understood it's so packed with fish. And he called John and Jacob, uh, these uh, uh, brothers of lightning, they were always fighting uh, uh, between themselves. And he called them, come and help us. Come and help us. There's so many fish that, that we need your help. Come over with your boat. And the Bible tells that with that one net, they pull up so much fishes that two boats were completely filled and started to sink. 
我告诉各位，有时候你顺服上帝的话语，会知道问题的一个很大的问题，是你的船马上都沉下去了。Now, if you are obedient to the Lord and His commands in your life, it may happen that in that obedience, you will get so much fishes that your boat start to sink. 但我想告诉你，如果你顺从上帝的话语去下网的时候，鱼虽然多，你的网不会破，你的船也不会沉。But from my own experience, I tell you the truth. No matter how many fishes God will give you, He will make a miracle to happen that the net will not break. 我今天能够站在这里为耶稣做见证。As I'm standing here witnessing about Jesus. 我讲啊，前几堂。来参加我聚会的人已经听到过我的见证。我为了福音的缘故，四次被判刑。我十年。Now some of you already have heard that for the sake of the gospel, I have been thrown four times to prison, altogether over ten years of my life. 其实，在我服侍主这条道路上，我像耶稣的门徒们一样，为在那个特殊的环境中，共产党的国家，我有很多次要放弃。And there have been numerous occasions in my life as I've been going through torture and so unbelievable difficulties that I was losing heart and I was ready to quit and not continue to serve the Lord. I was 17 years old when I was in the faith, when I was in the faith, when I was in the faith, since I was 16 years old, I was a wanted criminal in China. And wherever I go, they were looking for me, and they want to separate me from the ministry. And as I was chased by the authorities, I was running away from the authorities, and I was exhausted. And I heard Jesus saying to my child, "Don't be afraid. I know everything you are going through." And when they decided that I'm a contra-revolutionary, and I want I want to create a revolution in China. I became the enemy of the state, and they said I'm going to be executed because of my God. But I had to make a decision. I had to be Judas, a traitor. If I speak to a person, this person is going to be jailed. Now I knew that if I start to answer any of their questions, and if I reveal anything about the church, every name that I'm going to mention to them. In torture, those people will be also tortured, and they, most of them, will be thrown to prison. In my life, in that despair, I heard God say, "Son, you don't know what love is. The Lord was speaking to me and said, "My son." A truly love. If you truly love your brothers and sisters, you rather suffer yourself than you would reveal, so that you will yourself get off the hook. I use the weakest voice to express to you that I have decided to follow Jesus. I was singing. Lonely to myself. I have decided to follow Jesus. 
And in all my thoughts, I will follow Jesus. I will follow Throw me to prison and kept me there, or they come to execute me for the gospel. I'm so thankful that this compassionate love that Jesus had towards me. He came to me again and again when I was in the prison, and he talked to me. If I'm persecuted, I still follow Jesus. I have difficulties, I will still follow. If I have to suffer, I still follow. In my life and in death, I will follow you. I will follow Jesus. It is so important, it's most important for you to make this decision in your heart. It was only by grace of God in the middle of this misery I was able to make up my mind. I am going to be faithful to the very end. If you some people have a difficulty when they read my life story when I was without food and liquid for 74 days and say, no human being uh, is able to survive without food and liquid for 74 days. But I have learned a lesson. If you have God's calling upon your life, you cannot die away from it. I decided I'm not going to eat, I'm not going to drink. Lord, receive my spirit. I want to leave this pain behind me, and I want to come home. Not every follower of Jesus was a strong follower. There were many brothers and sisters who start to follow Jesus together with me. But then because of difficulties at home and insecurities and, and threats from the authorities, they decided that it's, it's, the price is too hard to follow Jesus. Jesus. 
And uh, some people say that uh, it's so important that you pray a lot, that you are empowered, and then you can go and fight against the darkness. I have an opposite experience in my life. I was totally without any strength and any faith, but I decided I'm still going to fight a good fight. And you more I were fighting, you more I received power from God to overcome the darkness. Yes, 又话语说，过去没有想过，耶稣说，我差你来就是如同羊羔进入狼群。And the Lord taught me a lesson. He said that you have to have, you have to be like a lamb, a sheep going among the wolves.但是你必须要知道，我在你的里面，那个比监狱大。And the Lord taught me that even though you look like an innocent sheep. You have the lion inside you because I am with you. So wherever you are, there will be my presence. And I experience if you bring that little treasure of kingdom of heaven inside you into any dark location, including the largest prison in China, the kingdom of God will come upon that place. And I'm so thankful for the miracles that started to happen in the prison. I saw one after other, the heaviest criminals on that row and lifetime imprisoners, one after other, they received Lord Jesus and became disciples of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And as I said earlier, if you have God's calling upon your life, he has his way and authority to accomplish it through your life. God called me to be preaching the gospel and witness about him. But the first thing they denied me, they said, when you are in the person, you cannot even mention the name of Jesus. You cannot share gospel to anyone as you are in person. And I, I started from the beginning. My father was dying in terminal cancer. We knew nothing about Jesus. But then we called upon the name of Jesus. My father was healed from terminal cancer. And the whole family, we started to believe in Jesus. And as they have been listening to my testimony, my answer to their questions for several days, finally the police captain who was in charge, he said, 
Is it really real what you are saying that you have experienced all things? Uh, and he has a asthmatic condition, so he had very difficult to breathe. Uh, so everybody could see that. And I felt that now I have been witnessing so much about Jesus to this man. So now God is going to do a miracle in his life. So I I was the prisoner, he was the one questioning me. So I pulled him with me into his office and I said, the kingdom of God is in this place right now. Do you want to test if there is power in the name of Jesus? Hallelujah. 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 And he asked, how is it going to happen? Oh, you have to go on your knees. So I pull him down in his office on his knees and I kneel next to him. And the very moment his knees hit the floor of his office, the power of God came upon this police officer and he was completely healed from his sickness and became a disciple of Jesus. Hallelujah. So I'm, I'm so used to when you are with Jesus, all kind of miracles happen every day. My coming out from prison in 1997 was a supernatural miracle. Before I was released from the prison by the Holy Spirit and Jesus, I was lying on the floor of my solitary cell, my both legs being crushed by the sledgehammer. I was unable to walk, unable to talk. I was a, a handicapped man. The policeman told me everything, you are never going to walk out from this prison. You are going to die here and you are unable to walk. Now it was a big trial for myself. I have seen throughout the time in the ministry, thousands of people be healed in the name of Jesus. But suddenly this time, with these broken legs, I stopped believing. I did not believe that Jesus can do anything uh, with my legs. And it was not only that he couldn't do anything. And I, I had that tremendous pain. All the tendalories and nerves of my legs, they were complaining. I was in horrible pain 24-7. And I was crying out, my Lord, where are you? And I asked, Lord, when is the new day going to dawn for me? I was completely in darkness and I said, Lord, you called me to 
go and be your witness. I'm never going to be able to go anywhere to witness about you. I was complaining and crying out my agony so much that all the warden, they rushed to my solitary cell and they were looking and pointing at me. Look at the preacher. He has gone crazy. I was in a similar hopeless situation, like Simon Peter and his, uh, his friends uh, after failed uh, as they were fishing. When I was in that lowest position of my life, suddenly Jesus walked into my solitary cell and he said, Brother Un, now is a new day dawning for you. Stand up and walk out from prison. All the doors been opened for you. Stand up and walk out from prison. My, my heart was beating uh, hard. Uh, I had been 10 years in the prison. I know, I knew where I was, uh, and I knew it's impossible for me uh, uh, to go out from the prison. But I tell you, brothers, when Jesus takes action, it is faster than your own thoughts. You may say that you have the fastest computer in your life, but it's nothing compared to the action of Jesus. When I was saying to Jesus, uh, uh, this is a top security prison, you don't walk out from places like this. Uh, the Lord Jesus knew everything about me. And he said to me, surprisingly, he said, your prison is real, but I'm the truth, and the truth will set you free. Stand up and walk out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in obedience to that, I stood up and I walked and, and the doors were reversed. They were opened for me supernaturally. And I walked past four pairs of iron gates. They were all open for me and I walked out from security prison. Now, uh, you know, uh, when I was in the prison, uh, I, I had the presence of the Lord with me. When I came out from the prison, uh, there were so many people who want, wanted to hold me back, not to go anywhere to share anything what I have experienced. As I walked out from the prison, uh, the main gates, uh, the Lord had uh, ordered a taxi. It was waiting for me, so I jumped into the taxi, and we took off. And the driver did not ask the most logical question as this running man came to his taxi. Are you a runaway from the prison? He just say, you seem to be in a hurry. Where do you want to go? And, and I jumped into the taxi. I said, I'm late back to work. Just go straight as fast as you can. 
As I was sitting on the back seat of the speeding taxi, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I am the Holy One and the Truly One. I have keys of David in my hands. The doors that I open, no man is able to keep shut. And I saw our generation uh, through the eyes of Jesus. I saw that the doors for the gospel are going to open for every country between China and Jerusalem throughout the Buddhist, Hindu, and Islamic world. They are going to be opened for the gospel of Jesus Christ. <laughs> And as I was sitting on the back seat of the speeding taxi, I didn't have any money. So then we were passing a high-rise building, and I recognized that it was just in connection uh, close to Chinese New Year. So there were some uh, ornaments hanging uh, from the doors of, of that high-rise building, and I saw a cross. So I understood there must be some believers living in that house. So I said to the taxi driver, can you stop here for a while? I just go and, and talk to some people, and I will come back to you. I have never met such a special taxi driver. He did not ask me, are you going to try to escape without paying? He just uh, stopped there and he started to listen to music and said, I'll be waiting for you here. Do your business and come back. And I, until today, I don't know if the driver was a human being or if it was my guardian angel who was driving the taxi. So I went to the top floor of the building where I knew there's a Christian family there and I was knocking the door. There were three of the children, three daughters of the family were at home and they were looking through that little eye window through, and they were amazed that I was standing outside. And I heard through the unopened door that they were dancing and praising God, the heavenly man has come out from the prison, but didn't open the door. <laughs> and I said, open the door. I, need, I, I told them I have come out from the last uh, the hospital, but I haven't done any paperwork. I need money to pay to taxi downstairs. And when I went down, uh, and I went downstairs, and the taxi driver was still listening to music, and suddenly he didn't recognize me. And he was amazed when I gave him a lot of money, and he said, God bless you. He didn't even know why I was giving him the money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I went back to the apartment and these three sisters, they were dancing and praising God. We have been fasting and praying 24-7 for five days. And yesterday morning, the Lord spoke to us that tomorrow morning, you will come to us from the prison. So we have been waiting for you. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. And they said, we have already prepared a safe house for you. And we are making amazing Chinese dumplings. And they are waiting for you. Let's go there together. And, and they said, let's, uh, you, we have a bicycle for you. So let's bike over to the uh, safety house. And as I was biking on that bicycle, suddenly the reality hit me. Who is moving the bicycle? And I looked down and I saw my own legs going around. And that was the first time I remembered I'm not able to walk. <laughs> When I went into the safe house, there were a couple of believers there. And as I was eating the dumplings and I having the feast of my life, the other believers, they didn't eat. They were just looking and staring at me, saying, is it really you? So they were pulling me and saying, are you really in person or who are you? The Lord has already spoken to my wife. So she had been released the same morning from her prison and she walked to that one apartment in the city of three million people. The Holy Spirit led him her to that safe house and we met together the same evening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, send me back to the prison. I cannot do anything here. It was better to be in a prison to be able to praise and worship you. But here I'm locked into this safe house. I cannot go anywhere. I cannot meet anyone. I was in that safe house for one month without meeting anybody. Early one morning, month later, four o'clock, suddenly Jesus woke me up in the morning like my best friend, and he started to talk with me, and he was so filled with love and compassion. And the Lord said to me, I want to lead you to new circumstances. Uh, I'm going to bring you to abroad. Are you ready? And I said, Lord, I'm more than ready. I'm sick and tired of China. I want to go wherever you send me. And then the Lord said that when I lead you there, you don't understand one word what they are saying. And I said, my God, what am I supposed to do there if I don't understand what they are saying? 
ourselves where to go what to do but the lord revealed me he's going to take me out from china uh, many of my closest workers said you don't even know abc in english what in the world i could do uh, in other countries Hallelujah. I have this burning hope in my heart. Be in God's presence every day of my life. Do you have this prayer in your heart? Amen. If you want to experience 24-7 His presence, you obviously have to be obedient that one commission, you go and make all the ethnoses to my disciples. If you want to be his, if you are an obedient disciple of Jesus Christ and you follow the path he has for you, every day will be a miracle-filled day in your life. And this afternoon, God is going to set you free from the prison of lukewarm Christianity. He's going to set you free from religion, and you're going to be on fire of Holy Spirit for God's purpose. I believe if God is able to use my life, he can use any one of you. And he wants to bring light through your life into darkness. Are you available? Are you available? Do you want to follow Jesus? Do you want to be obedient to Jesus? You may have real problems in your life, but none of them are truth. Jesus is truth, and he will set you free. Devil. 
。我我给谭牧师来讲，我上个礼拜在到德国的时候，有一个非常有名的牧师一直过来讲说中国习近平，哎呀，他要永远怎么怎么厉，多么厉害，多么厉害。他给我讲，讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲讲
Father, we, we pray that your spirit will talk to every brother and sister, that they are available for your kingdom use uh, for this time. Thank you, Father, that you will continue to bless this uh, uh, Southland Church. Uh, may they become, uh, years to come, a mighty lighthouse for kingdom of God, a disciple training center as they are sending believers out to reach the world for the gospel and partnering with Back to Jerusalem. Thank you, Father, for everything we have experienced this weekend, and thank you for your continuous blessing and presence upon this church in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You can, uh, why don't we all stand? And I just want to, if you're blessed today, why don't we just give uh, Brother Yun a round of applause and we're going to pray for him. And uh, we're just going to pray for you before we go again, if you don't mind. I want you just to extend your hand toward him, and we're going to pray for him. They're, uh, this ministry they're doing between taking the gospel from China back to Jerusalem, I think is just awesome, part of the Great Commission, that we're partnering with them in, in many ways with church renewal and the things that are happening there. But I want us to just pray a blessing on them that God would give them wisdom and increasingly creative ideas how to fulfill that commission and finances and just strength and spiritual protection. This is a spiritual battle, and the devil is not going to like what they're doing. And so we're just going to pray all together. I'm not going to pray for you. Uh, if you're new here, that's okay. You just can follow along. You can whisper whatever it is you want to do. But we're just going to pray all together out loud and ask the Holy Spirit to really bless Brother Yun and Brother Ren and this whole ministry as, uh, as they go to bring the Great Commission between China and Jerusalem. Let's do that all together. Father, in Jesus' name. Korea to you today. We pray that your Holy Spirit would break through in power. That tens of thousands, those little Bibles that they're inventing, those little hologram Bibles, that they're going to be able to put tens of thousands of those Bibles in the next couple of years into North Korea. And tens and tens of thousands of North Koreans are going to come to know you, Jesus. Would you break through in power? Would you empower our church? We want to be a part of this great commission work that you're doing. And would you protect Brother Ewan and back to the Jerusalem ministry from Satan. In Jesus' precious name we pray and all God's people said, amen. Let's go again and give one last round of applause. Thank you, Brother Ewan.